Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to Rugby Passes, Aotearoa Rugby Pod in the week that the All Blacks locked down the Bledisloe Low Cup. I'm Ross Carl. Going to get into some action from the weekend along with Bryn Hall and James Parsons. Boys, All Blacks that good? Start with you, Chipper. Or Wallabies that bad? Nah, All Blacks that good. The execution in that first 40 in, in terms of their game management and their attack plan, we spoke about the key for the Wallabies to you know, have that balance of attack right. They didn't, they didn't get anywhere near it. Uh, they didn't stick to what they said, said they were going to do. You know, One of their big things was about their kick strategy was, was going to be contestable or long, or they put it mid-range again. And, and Dunguna, I think that'll be a press conference he'll want to forget because <laughs> he certainly hit him. But they hit him early, but the, the All Blacks were class. Like Richie was class, Bodie was class. The Ford pack was exceptional in the work they did up front to provide the platform. Uh, another big performance from Anton Leonard Brown at 13. Um, yeah, and the bench provided the impact. I, I just think the All Blacks were were a class above this week. For you? Yeah, it was. Look, I think the the game was unfortunately gone in that first 30 minutes. You talk around skill execution, getting the game plan right. They scored all their points in that kind of period of play, so um, it got a little bit in the second half. We've kind of lost our way a little bit with the um, weather conditions, but again, it was a five-minute period of two tries back-to-back back back just like that. On that second half, though, like I was thinking that as well, and then I'm like, did you feel like the Aussie defence didn't quite... So, like, our kicking game yep. sort of, I felt, slowed their line speed in the first half and, and let us just dictate, yep. you know, with attacking kicks and uh, cross-field kicks, and then, mm. and then they're sitting there waiting for that. Then we ran, and Richie did his thing. Yep. Um, and then in the second half, it felt like, okay, they like they obviously got a message, bring some line speed, so they did, they hissed. But we went away from our kicking game yep. in the second half. Did we think, because of the lead, we were like, oh, we can, we can score, yeah. um, we, can, we can chance our arm a little bit more? That's all I was thinking is, it looked like the test went wayward, but they'd probably done the damage in the first half yep. for, to allow them to try some things. Yeah, I think that kind of maybe that pressure got taken off them a little bit, yeah. I think. Yes, you know, you fall into that trap and you've got that big lead, those little those little tips or offloads or you kind of chance around a little bit more when that happens. But again, yeah, I think that first 30 minutes, if you're talking around execution and being oh, ruthless, right. man, it was seriously and impressive. And it could have been worse. It could have. If, if Richie hadn't tripped up, he was going yeah. for a hat trick. Uh, Caleb was pretty close to getting in the corner. Yep. Colsey, yeah. like, mm. mate. I think the biggest thing that, that Sinbin... It was just massive. You think about that first try when Big Carl almost almost yeah. butchered it. Oh yeah. God, he got his first no. test try. Come on, but you know Dan Gunner's off. You know, and they go down that short side, and Nick White was there by himself. But again, having that winger not there, um, it led to that That's first try. Smart play, isn't it, it is. Like Aaron Smith looks up. He's like, well, he's in the bin. But they were short because yeah. there were another three men. I think yeah. there was the skipper Kane outside, then Whitelock, yeah. and then Caleb Clark. Yeah. And Big Carl goes. I'm going to go down the guts and score. And I think the big thing around that, I don't think it was a pre-planned move. No, it wasn't. It was just seen, right, they saw the opportunity. I reckon it was Nuggy, because he yeah, went he to go, it. and then he stopped, and then yeah. and gave it back, and yeah. found, the, found the big fella who probably just needed to oh. give it, but he'll take his first yeah, test try. review if he didn't score uh, that try. Oh. Oh. Sliding in backwards, almost sliding in the wrong way. Oh. I was but. pleading for it to be scored, because <laughs> yeah. I just thought, mate, that is going to be brutal if you don't get over here. Yeah, and when he got up, you could see in the celebration, he was like... Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Just about yeah. stuff that one up. Yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah, one you well. It was probably a big sign, though, of the Aussie inexperience, right? Like, when you look at those kind of holes that open up, yeah. that comes from having not played at that level against guys who can heads up play like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but it comes as a collective. Someone probably would have called it. Yep. You know, one of those boys back on the short side would have called it, which yep. would have stopped them to 
to do that. So like it's a it's a team experience. You can't just say that the Wallaby there was a lot of still a lot of experience out there, mm. enough out there for the Wallabies to you know they've competed. We've been pumping them up on here for weeks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 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 I I felt like Lolasio didn't play his natural game. He, he he was quite deep in the pocket. Mm. Um, he was constantly playing behind the advantage line, and it just it was an easy defence. Yeah. I just felt like it was easy for them to defend. The one time they went down the edge, and I think Lolo Silo was he had a he had a run, and then they went down the edge with um, Simone, um, and it got to Dungunu, mm. and all he needed to do is run in field. The damage was done. They were in behind it, and he gets taken out, and then they get on the edge again, literally about two plays later, and he throws that offload. Dungunu throws that offload, and it and it goes out. So they created some opportunities when they were flat and and hard at the line, but. I felt like Lolasio sat back a lot and he wasn't the player that I saw, say, when he played the Chiefs at Hamilton where he just was constantly at the line. Do you think that's just the difference with the All Blacks defence system and just the amount of pressure? I think it was the him. occasion. Mm. I, don't, I don't know because I don't know if it was... Yeah, you're probably right because the, defe- mm. the Chiefs defence does drift. Uh, yep. They are drifty. And, 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 but I didn't think the All Blacks were hissing off the line either. You know, mm. like they, they were... It was just... I would have liked to have seen them a little bit flatter and... and the one positive, I think, out of their game, they scored a try from a turnover. Yeah. And, and they didn't look to hold on for the penalty. They went, and they went hard, and, and Jordan Pattaya got through. And then and then the biggest thing was, as I spoke about those offloads in the first half, Jordan Pattaya took the ruck, and then Lolasio played flat and fast and scored the yeah. try, you know? And yeah. that's that's that, to me, is the blueprint of how they need to play. The All Blacks are still the masters of it. They got two tries off the back of turnovers. Yeah. But you can see there are parts of the game... That are, that are developing for the Wallabies, still even in the back of a... I think one thing that Dave Rooney would be pretty disappointed on, we talked around last time in his last test match, the execution. I've got a, I know you like your yeah, stats, yeah. Chip. Yeah. So oh, I'm just going to go to my book here. He's just going to go to my book. Yeah, just going to go to my book. He's trying to match me. But now, look, see if the stats line look, up, mate. They had, they had 21 turnovers, 14 unforced errors, and 10 penalties. Yeah. So, look, if you're going to play against a top-tier nation, you're not going to get that, yeah. let alone the All Blacks. Yeah. And so we talked about in the last test match around them trying to build that um, composure and, and execution. Look, you're just not going to win test matches like that. You know, I know the weather was a little bit different in that second half, but there were just the sometimes in that both sec- sides. Yeah, there was just sometimes in that second half, just Willie, just not even like 50-50s, like 80-20s. But where did their kicking game go from Wellington in similar conditions? Like Nick White kicked twice in the in the first yep. half, and they were pinpoint. Do you think it's because they were down really early on in that 30 minutes? They tried to chance around a little bit more. Well, I think they came in with a plan to kick off Lolasio. And he just was kicking too far. Mm. I just was surprised. Um, I know Dungunu hit Clark in the air, but that was spot on, that box kick. Yep. And then he did another one, um, and I think it almost led to a try as a Nick White. And he's, it's, he's so good at it. Yeah. That is where a lot of the errors came from, is the contestable kicking yep. um, that was putting the Wallabies skill set under yeah. pressure from the All Blacks. So just surprised me they didn't go to that and maybe take the pressure off the young fella a little bit early. But mm. Do you think with Tamur not being there as well? I know we talked around... 12, 13, and they're playing well. But you think about it, they've got six test caps between, you know, 12, 13, 14, yeah. Yeah. and 10. Yeah. You know, that driving, that second pivot driving where they've done, it, you know, with Tamu, where they, where they looked good in Auckland, or not Auckland, sorry, Wellington. I think they're just losing that direction maybe off them. Yeah, I thought Simone was good. I, I liked how flat and how, how he, he did take the first receiver role yeah. a lot down that edge. Um, I, I think it, it's, it's just an onus on they're either going to get O'Connor back in there and, yeah. and when Lolosio gets his chance again he just he just needs to play his natural game let's not forget like every 10 that comes into international rugby it takes a bit of time mm. he's still a young man and, and that was a big occasion and yeah. there was a lot of you know a lot to play for um, but I, I still think he could have been helped out a little bit by his forwards um, in the sense that you know sometimes I feel like the niggle like, I understand Dave really wants to bring Hiss at the breakdown and stuff, but I think what he's wanting to see is the accuracy with that. Yeah. And sometimes maybe the Aussie forwards are looking for the niggle too much that's distracting them. And by that I mean, like, I'll give you a prime example. Is Early in that first half is, um, I can't remember the player, but they were pushing and, and shoving at the ruck, but then no one was blocking and escorting for uh, Lolasio to exit. Mm. And, and he gets, he's got about five black jerseys just pressurising and he kicks it out, you know, 15 out. And I think that's just before Colsey went down the blind with, with Caleb. Mm. You know, so if he's, he's getting all this pressure and then, you know, you're trying to get the niggle, you've got to get that balance between accuracy yep. and, and, you know, bringing the heat and just waiting for your moment. Don't search for those niggle moments. It'll, yeah. it'll appear itself. 
there'll be a body lying there with a rib cage that you can clean out <laughs> legally, you know, or things like that, rather than trying to, you know, fight or push or shove yeah. unnecessarily. Yeah, I think the last two, the last two test matches as well, they've just, we talked about that first test match, Rennie was massive around physicality in the collision area. And they delivered yeah. because they kept it simple. Correct. I think so. this time they were searching for it. Yeah. Mm. Searching for bodies or searching for niggle rather than going carry hard, clean hard. Yeah. And when I get an opportunity to hurt, I'll hurt. Yeah. But if it's not there, it's not there. Ball up, play. Mm. Is that an easy thing to do? Like to have multiple things in your head like that? You know, you come in, say, okay, we didn't bring enough um, aggression last time. We were, you know, out hungered. We come in now with lots of hunger, but without precision. Like how oh. easy is it for an inexperienced, some inexperienced players and a team that's relatively new together oh, to get that kind of right. It's tough. Like I can even think of it for myself. Like when you've had a week when you go into your review and they're like, oh, you know, um, you, you brought the right intent, but you weren't accurate enough. So then you focus all on your accuracy and mm. um, you, you were accurate, but we want you to hurt. So the next, your first clean out of the next week's game is you just flying, trying to kill someone and you give a penalty away. Like it, it's like, it's happened to me it's happened to you know experienced inexperienced guys it's it's just the mental game isn't it and mm. and that's what international rugby the the teams that are an edge above it's all done mentally in the preparation during the week to keep calm so that when your moment presents you take it mm. but you don't go searching for things when you're searching for things in a game of rugby i don't know how you feel it almost goes from bad to yeah, it does mm. yeah you want those that just sort of like decisiveness yeah. you know being real clear and so when you get your prep world around there like you're talking around Joe it's so much easier when you're a little bit indecisive you're thinking what if and not because it all is it's a split decision just like that mm -hmm. so when you're not getting that that right then those kind of things happen when they're not accurate Dungun is the prime example like he was like i'm going to hit him <laughs> i'm going to get him <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah that that's all emotion yeah and absolutely. the motion got the better of him you know like he runs out he throws that offload and you know like the, so the whole week that was thursday yeah you know when that press conference the, the test match is Saturday. you think how much he's fizzing and he's like he's my man and that was obviously clearly all he was thinking and then you know he tackled him in the air and 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 that's that's the and the difference between inexperience and experience or um maybe just you know calming things down in, in an environment where uh, personality traits as well like caleb's an experience but he's very calm and measured and you know that's a lot to do with his upbringing but mm. It's, yeah, it, that, that emotional side can never overpower your thought to nail your job. Mm. And I think the emotions got the better at times. I think that's where the All Blacks, again, young guys coming through, they're really well prepared when they come into the test match. You know, and you come through, we talk about inexperience. There's a lot of experienced guys in the All Blacks, even guys like Caleb or the new guys that come in like Tupo Vai. You know, their, their experience plays around them. So they only need to worry about their own job and their preparation mm. is massive through the week. So. I think maybe Luke going forward for the Australians with the preparation side and yes it's all in well having the emotion you've just got to have that balance when it comes to preparation as well and getting that right not just emotion can you fix that in a week you're gonna have to <laughs> I think they'll they'll be even better over time like we've got to remember that this yeah. is the start of something special I believe I still believe that like I've been vocal with that I think you know Rennie will, will he's he's great with young talent and, and creating it but it does take time and and to be fair like with Super Rugby, you get a whole preseason, and you get you know preseason games, and and same when he went to Glasgow, you know it's right in the pressure cooker here at the back of COVID, and I'm not making excuses. It's the same for both teams, but that's the beauty of the leadership group and and the consistency of the coaching group, which we can probably go back to now as one of the reasons you know Fozzie was selected, and, that, and now it's paying dividends, isn't it? And that's that consistency is allowing young guys to come in and just perform and worry about themselves, whereas this is a total new group. Um, you know, new structures, new new leaders. Um, so I think it, I think they'll still get better over time. Maybe we didn't expect it to be the gap this big, yeah. but I think when you make the All Black Beast angry, you can see how ruthless they are. And, and straight away, even in the press conference so far this week, they they're on the job, ready to go again. Yeah. So it, it sets it up for another doozy this week. Yeah. Yeah. Sydney, from what I can tell, is a place where the Wallabies should never play the All Blacks. The last four times they've been there, <laughs> lost by an average of 29 points. And like, they've all been hot starts. That when really starts. hot starts. They should do what the Africans do. And, you know, if it's a big game, take them to the high belt. You know, <laughs> to take them to Perth. Take, yeah, them, to yeah, Perth. Yeah. take them to a place where take they're Take them to Adelaide, maybe. Take yeah. them somewhere else. Somewhere that is not Sydney. Because it's quite obvious that the All Blacks handle Sydney a lot Don't better than the Don't send this podcast to Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Adelaide. Sorry. It's a great wine sorry. country, mate. I love great Adelaide. wine country. They haven't played many test matches. The All Blacks there. Yeah, so. fly us there. We'll do a podcast. <laughs> yeah.
Great. Yeah, is that a slight jab at the pink test for the black caps there? No, <laughs> I <won't> do, sorry. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it just seems to me like if you're going to be talking about certain factors in a game, the Wallabies need to be clever all across the board. And mm. if you want to beat the All Blacks, don't go to a place where they're comfortable. Go somewhere else. Take them mm. to a new hotel. Take them to, you know, don't take them to Double Bay where there are Lamborghinis and great coffees floating around, you know. <laughs> take them to a place to stay in a military barracks in Adelaide or something. You know, don't... <laughs> I don't think they have that much control of it quietly. But you know what I mean? Like, it seems that they're also feeding the beast by kind of taking them to places that suit the All Blacks. Yeah. From here on in, they shouldn't take them to Sydney. <laughs> Especially if there's only going to be 26,000 people. Yeah, like, well, that's not the even Because yeah. there was 40,000 available. Yeah, yeah. And they haven't sold out in Sydney since, 19, oh, since 2016. Where do you think they should go? What do you read? Where would you want to go? I would, I would take them to a place that the All Blacks have never been before or to a place where they lost last time. So Perth is the obvious. Mm. You know, just go somewhere else where they're not comfortable. Mm. Um, we don't have that problem at home because we went everywhere. Mate, you yeah. said I was going to join Rennie's staff last week. I reckon you might be joining <laughs> as a manager. <laughs> You're on to something. Bring the red books. We'll go touring. That'd be great. We'll go to some Adelaide wine country on the yeah. way. I want to go to Perth. Take yeah. us to Perth, please. <laughs> Anywhere Perth. we can go. Yeah, so what else do we need out of the Wallabies then? Do we need Pete Samu? Well, look, I think at least having him on the bench, Chip. Surely. <sighs> that, look, I had this question last week um, on another thing, and... and Look, I, I, he has to be in the team for me, but I can see why they've got um, McWright there because if Hooper goes down, who plays seven? Mm. In the current loose forward makeup, there's no seven reserve. And you can't, I know Hooper's an 80 minute man, but if he goes down early, could Samu cover seven? Yeah, to push against Sam Kane, probably mm. not for 70 minutes. So that's probably i think he's a great impact player and there's a, there's there's got to be a spot they've they've got to f- somehow find a spot for him but with with Hennigan, wilson and hooper you have to go with a seven on your bench do you just carry another forward and have at least one less back on the bench potentially but you know you saw on the weekend they get used it's <laughs> it's a physical um it's mm. a physical game so it's the only other thing is is finding um you know a, a lucy that can maybe slip into the locks. Mm. You know, maybe Hennigan can slip into the locks, so then you can carry two Lucys on the bench, yeah. a Samu and a, and a McWright, uh, McWright, sorry. So, um, yeah, it's just balance. 23 balance is hard. So yeah. unless he starts, or unless they find a Lucy that can go into lock, it's it's hard to get him into that 23 to make sense for the, for the management mm. of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, July test matches, would that have made a difference to how the Wallabies are now? Do you think three weeks together against some more minor nations would have made a difference to how they'd be right now? Any test yeah. before playing the yeah. Olympics would make a difference, yeah. And, yeah. and not so much minor, just just any test. Uh, time together, time, you know, um, Dave Rennie was over with Glasgow, you know, sort of um, touching base from afar, COVID, Zoom meetings, you know, like, mm. it's just a different beast. So it's not the easiest transition for the Wallabies, and, and that's why they have to stick at it. And I, I have to, you know, admire Rod Kay for coming out in support, and, and you know, after a drumming like that, he, he stood um, stern on us and just said, keep the young guys, you know, take <coughs> take France's platform and, and build towards 2023. But yeah. there's, there's going to be some hurt if, if you do take... Um, and that, and that, I don't think um, age is such a factor for Dave Rennie. I think I think he understands that you need, you know, you know, all parts of um, experience, um, and and he'll get that mix right as he learns more about the people he's around and, and the players yeah. themselves. Mm-hmm. Biggest thing around that, yeah, I just love for them just to keep sticking at it. I think it's a, it's a you know it's a, it's a process around that. And again, like I think they're going to go through a bit of tough tough times. But again, you know, as with any young team and any any young players, you just want that. You know, positive reinforcement consistently, and you're gonna you're gonna get your teething problems. But again, if they can just keep sticking it, you know, a long-term goal as well, 2023. You know, yeah. And obviously they want to win the Bledisloe Cup. You know, but again, there's just a little process before that when you know they're gonna start being a little bit more competitive around that. But with no Northern Tour, I mean, we're waiting again, possibly till the Tri Nations, and they start again with four Test matches, possibly next year. You know, it, mm. it's not easy with the amount of you know, who knows what is going to go on next year with this. Like. I think the biggest lesson they can take out of it is maybe after that 16 all draw, not um, probably getting carried away. And, and you know, uh, even in the media, they're talking about, you know, going to Eden Park, Eden Park's nothing, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, you know, rather than trying to, I, I feel like 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but mm. when players start talking about that doesn't mean anything or, you know, that's nothing or we're not thinking about that, mm. well, you're talking about it right now, so you're clearly mm. thinking about it and yeah. it's clearly been mentioned. So there's no point hiding away from it, you know, accept it as a challenge and, yeah, and say, challenge. can't right. wait for this challenge, you yeah. know, yes, it is. They've had such great success here. That sort of mindset rather than trying to be like, oh, you know, like putting it to the side, it's like, well, if, if you put it to the side, you're never going to give you a chance. You know, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. You know, Tom Commentary is the best for us forwards. You know, when we when if we don't get a rolling mall stopped and they go to the try, he he goes, it's, there's no point in having your head out there. It's not going anywhere. So you're better off getting it in the dark place and at least stopping it. You know, so yeah. they'll just keep coming. And if they sense weakness, like um, you know, the All Blacks have the last two tests, mm. they will keep coming. Right. So it's a three-one. We're looking oh, at a 3-1 yeah. almost definitely. But we've picked like, the All Blacks every week. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I, I just don't see them losing for the rest of this Tri-Nation series, yeah. me personally. I, yeah, I predicted I a 4-0 four, four yeah. anyway at the start. Yeah. So it, I don't think they're any worse off than what was expected if you think about it. But because of the 16-all draw, it changed the landscape and mm. the expectation and the pressure changed. Yep. So I, I don't think... I, I think 3-0 <coughs> um, out of a 4, like, there's still progress there but like I said like maybe they can learn a lot from it and how they manage the pressure of backing up after a, a successful performance. So what do the All Blacks do now? You know you've got three test matches I suppose they still don't have the Tri-Nations trophy, trophy mm. so they still have to put some emphasis on beating Australia more this week than maybe throwing in a Will Jordan or yeah. someone new but really for the rest of this tournament it's about trialling these guys isn't it? Yeah. It's got to be. Yeah. Half and half. Yeah, you go, you I think know. it's just, yeah, it's going to be exactly the same. You know, expectation in New Zealand is for us to win every single test match. And so you talk around what Jop was saying before, they're already on to the next job. They're already talking mm. about the next test match and getting all the learnings and, you know, the learnings that they had the last, the last test match. So it'll just be, again, the exact same thing. They'll keep preparing well, um, having the mindset and that kind of stuff. But then they might just blood in new players right then and there, which, you know, they've done in the first couple of test matches. Probably, you know, would they select a few different ones in the next test match but then probably definitely in Argentina when they play Argentina you might see a few changes there but again they've got themselves in a really good spot here you know you talk about that 16-all draw and traditionally the first test match we kind of iron, iron out a few things but again now we're just we're just rolling now and I'll keep I reckon they'll keep continuing to keep getting better for, for me the All Blacks have got so much competition for spots and I think no one else um, epitomizes that and what it means to be in a starting jersey than Sam Whitelock on the weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, Paddy went well, uh, to went well. Uh, Scott Barrett's coming back. He's come back from concussion. He didn't have his best outing, you know, in, in Wellington. You know, it, this is a guy who's had 13 carries, 27, 27 metres, <laughs> six tackles, no misses, one turnover, one line-out steal. To me, that was back to his world-class best, yep. and that was due to the success of other players playing well. And this is the beauty of the All Blacks is, no one wants to give a guy a go. Mm. No one wants to say, oh, give him a crack, give him some experience. They all want the 1-23 to 23 jersey. They all want the minutes. And, and that's what creates them to a level above. Yeah. And having a conversation to say, oh, I don't know, let's pick a, um, who do you want to see? Will Jordan. Geordie, yeah. um, um, we're going to move you to fullback. Um, you know, Bodie, you can go to 10. Richie. You, you you have a rest this week or you're going to drop back to the bench after the game of his life. Yeah. You know, like, where do you go? Like, you can't... You, those conversations are so hard to have, but the beauty of the competition that's in the squad makes them a level above. Whereas the Wallabies, I think they need, a, they need to change the way their attack strategy or nailing their t attack strategy and bear with me here Ross more stats but more stats. It's, it's that balance of attack we spoke about the balance of attack so I'll use the All Blacks first so 16 minutes 43 with position 29 kicks mm. okay Aussie 12 minutes 27 so not much difference mm. of, of position 16 kicks Do you know what I mean and, and most of those kicks were inaccurate so the balance between running and kicking in, in terms of their attack, and, and uh, kicking's not just long, it's your, your, your attacking hits, your cross-field kicks, you know, bringing guys into the game mm. and, and using... They only had three minutes more, just over three minutes more, the All Blacks, and look at the damage they did with the boot. Mm. Yep. You know, most of it was off the boot and, and seeing that rush defence and slowing it down and, and manipulating and that... Because mm. the defence was fine. You know, we spoke about the Wallabies missing all those tackles. They, they tackled it... They take it 122, 70 miss at 88%. You know, so the defence is fine. They brought the line speed. So mm. that was then, and you know, the turnovers 
a part of that balance of attack. Sometimes overplaying your hand will lead to knock-ons and, and trying to play out of your half. So biggest focus for the Wallabies is that balance of attack and trusting the defence system going forward. And I think once they can see some benefit out of that mm. and, and they've executed a number of times, then oh, we're on for, we'll be back on for you know, draws and, and, and tighter contests. I think for the positive for the All Blacks, I just love their style of play that they're playing right now. Like you think about the attacking kicks of Richie, Aaron, um, Bodie as well for that one for Richie. Turnover. If you're looking around the improvements that they had from the World Cup, you know, we went away from their kicking around, contestables around nine, you know, we kicked probably a lot of it, a lot, a lot longer. We probably didn't get a lot of pay around our kicking, but at the moment, like, it's very, um, you know, Brad Moore's probably having, a, he's actually having a massive influence around that. You look around their set piece, they're, they're kicking off drives, you know, they're kicking off, it's pretty very similar. I reckon to, he's the reason Wanga's playing the best All Black rugby. That's why I like, that's why I like, the reason why Richie had one of the best, his best games is because, again, it's very similar to what he's used to. It's a structure yeah. he's used to. It's, it's used to, he's, used to, he's been playing that structure the last three to four years and he just looks so much more confident well, around that. When he scored that try off the mall, that was instinctive because they were going the other way and he, he drifts around and he shows that, and goes. Then they go to the TV camera, mm. Fozzie looks down at Brad Moore and Brad Moore's smiling. You know, that was like, a Crusaders move. Yeah. We had a Crusaders move. Brad Moore's always smiling. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, but like, like I, I honestly, you watch yeah. them on, uh, you watch Richie on Instagram and all that. He's always kicking, and they seem to have a hell of a relationship, they do. doing each other's washing and all sorts of things. Yeah. Like, th to me, that is bringing the best out of him, but it's also bringing the best out of Bodie Barrett. Like, I, I think he he was exceptional on the weekend, mm. and you know, the, the deft kick, stepping up to first receiver. He's been really selfless for me. Yeah. Yep. At the You're moment, right. I, I think it, his contribution to this All Blacks success is a lot. Um, more impressive than people will probably give him, give him yeah. credit for. Yeah, because he probably used to have to see, obviously, you know, that attacking flair and attacking stuff, but those little things that nobody else sees, oh. uh, only us rugby players, we understand yeah. it, the little one percent is that nobody says it's the communication skills for, for a kick to Richie, yeah. you know, yeah. those kind of things like that, and just being able to work in little touches, deft touches to putting guys in good positions, it just makes the flow of the team so much better, and you don't, you There's know. defensive communication as well, like the All Blacks are defending exceptionally well. Yeah. And, and, you know, like, I, I, I don't know, like, it, I agree, you know, it was Richie's week, but there's a lot that Bodie's doing selflessly for yep. this team and for Richie to be, be successful. I think Jack and Anton having a massive play in that as well. Yep. I yeah, think, yeah. you know, their combination as well. And I thought, you know, even when Rico came on as well and bringing, you know, I loved seeing him in those kind of minutes, him coming on and just bringing in that speed and that, that flair that he has. But I think what the, the dirty work that Jack and Anton are doing um, is making Richie and Bodie play really well as well. Um, so again, just a continuation of seeing those guys together. You know, we talked around earlier at the World Cup last year. It was around the other way. Yeah. But I think Jack's really fine on a home at 12. You know, even his kicking game, he kicked a long kick into, into the corner and we got a steal off that and then we score off that. Mm. You know, so those kind of little deft touches that Crotz used to do for the All Blacks with the kicking game and the, the game management, I think we're seeing a lot better with that with Jack and we'll just continue to keep you better with that. Yeah, it's all good news. So with that being said, let's go to the Healthspan Elite performance of the week. Healthspan Elite, they've been the name on the side of the All Blacks nutrition for five years, batch tested, everything is safe. The All Blacks swear by it for getting through the week. What do you guys say? Richie Moonga for you, obviously. Oh, do you want to go first? Who no, you, you go first, mate. Oh, you go, you no, no, because we need, mine will take two seconds. <laughs> yeah, have your moment. Now, look, I've pretty much, pretty much just talked about it. I think, you know, Here you go, here's his stats. Mate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go, we're up there. No. 23 points, Can two tries, seven can't. carries, 121 metres, four clean breaks, five defenders, metres, one try assist, two tackles, one miss, one turnover. Don't need to say anything more? No. Don't need to say anything more? Yeah. Now, just, just finally on that, I just think, I think we're going to see a progression of Richie just going up like that because I think he's just feeling a lot more confident um, with the shape that we've talked about. And again, he's just going to have time. It looks in the like his team, doesn't it? It does. And when we've talked about, I think last year, we in that World Cup with 10, that 10 and 15, we didn't really know whose team it was. But I think with the way that Richie's playing around, around that shape, which he's used to, which we've talked about, I think he's just going to go strength and strength. So I'm looking forward to seeing for the rest of the nations. Mm. Where are you going? Well, I'll, I'll be different because it is Richie. Like, Richie was the performance of the week, but yep. I just have to put something out there different. I have to acknowledge three men up front. They're not going to be it. But <laughs> Coles exceptional he's just he brings some flair he brings something different Frizzell who's just gone quietly about his business yeah. 10 tackles 10 carries and I spoke about Sammy Whitelock before I just think those three men really just rolled their sleeves up and led the way and provided a platform for yep. Richie to be successful yep but I'm going to steal it off TJ Perinara for the the performance of the week was was Geordie Barrett knocking that ball out when the game was dead Doesn't that just epitomise where the All Blacks are, mate? Well, and just epitomises how much he values his jersey and yeah. that he's on the job and he competes. We spoke about TJ 
a couple of weeks, no, the Eden Park test, about I could hear him just screaming straight, you know, like they'd won the game and he was demanding, he was, and no wonder he picked that up because that's what gets him going. Yeah. So Geordie Barrett for me, I know he got yellow carded, but that moment in itself epitomises the All Black, mm. but epitomises Geordie Barrett mm. as well. You touched on Shannon Frizzell. Now, he's a guy who's known for big runs and those kind of things, but it's a different Shannon Frizzell we're seeing this season, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's, it's a tough... Hmm. Shannon Frizzell, he, he, like, I don't want to make comparisons to Jerome, but he's heading in that direction, yeah. isn't he? You know, he does the tough carries, he does the big hits, albeit he got one wrong, um, you know, at, at Jordan Pataia's expense, but he, he just, he is, he's getting through a lot of work yep. um, and a lot of unseen work. Yep. A lot of those forwards are actually, mm. but that's your job. Is if, if they're talking about the nines, the tens, the fifteens, and yeah. the wingers, you've done your job because you're providing a platform for them yep. to shine. Yeah, with Hoskins in there, and Artie to return at some point, it leaves them in a bit of a pickle, doesn't it? Well, Hoskins' line-out ability is something else. Like, they went to him a lot. That try as well. Yeah. We talked yeah. about it last week around that having quick that, and having go. the quick hook and go. Like it's it's a it's a bloody good weapon to have. And line-out as well, Jock. He's been. He, he's a, the, that's the best the New Zealand line-out's been for a number of years. It's 90 plus, and and having him as an option, Sam Whitelock there, you know, Paddy Scott Barrett when he came on, mm. it's 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 height, it's explosive power. You know, Artie's got explosive power in abundance, but he doesn't quite have Hoskins' height. But it's hard to leave Artie out as well because he he offers something that yeah. Hoskins doesn't as well. Yeah, so Hoskins has shown well. He can come off the bench as well. Around that, yeah, around exactly. that impact as well, which you know, probably we talk around Pete Summer, he could have that role in the Australian team mm. again. So, yeah, we're, we're blessed in that department. Um, in a similar way with Richie Moonga, are we seeing a slightly different Richie Moonga this year? Do you think is this the same Richie Moonga? Is how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study? People that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For the All Blacks? For the All Blacks. Oh, I think he's just confident. I think he's just like confident. super rugby, Richie. Yeah, he does. And I, I think, yeah. you know, like, it, we talk around, Lola C around, you know, time and experience. You know, it's, he's had a bit of time now, Rich, you know. And I think finally, um, they obviously talked around at the World Cup and that first um, test match around a specific game plan that they had. But I think they've got a pretty good understanding now that this is the shape that they're running in. Richie just looks so confident around that. We've said it before, he's done this for three or four years and the influence of Brad Moore coming into that environment as well and being able to see him play. Like I said to you, I think he's just going to go from strength to strength and you're going to see more of the super rugby form where him, he's overtaking the game based around, um, around the setup around that. He seems to have so much time. Yep. It's, it's like watching a really great batsman, you know, and the ball's coming on, it's 150 clicks, and it's like it's out there forever, and then they strike it through the covers. You know, that's what it feels like with Richie Moore. He's seeing the D, and he's in the matrix, you know, and he's just got all this time to get yeah. through. But, but with that, though, it's the un, unseen work with the other players around him. So, you know, it's the, it's the communication from Jack and Anton. It's the, with Bodie being in and around that second pivot, giving the communication. So when Richie's playing really, really well, all things are fine with the nuggy and all that back unit around that. And having a good understanding, given the specific comms for him to see what he's seeing. So, um, if that keep that'll keep continuing, and then you know, like I said, it's just going to keep getting better and better. Just on that, I spoke about it before. Could we see Bodie at ten this week? 
Enrico right wing, Geordie back to fullback because Geordie looked good at fullback, mm. uh, and and Caleb on the left. Surely they stick with the same team that went well this week, just to give them a little bit of a pat on the bum, do they? And then they go, okay, Argentina, no disrespect, but we're going to mix it up. Yeah, I'd like to see Bodie in the ten this week, personally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I bet you do, mate. I have been crowed about it for a long time, but um, I just wanted to have a go. Like I feel like we forget he's the world's best player two years in a row at yeah. 10 but anyway let it go James yeah let we know that camera make a plea to Fozzie no 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 no, no. Bodie will do that with his actions mate <laughs> yeah yeah yes so I think we're pretty happy aren't we like we're pretty happy with how this All Blacks team's coming along considering everything they've had to go through and figuring out you know an international year with COVID yeah I it think was the ruthless man. Yeah, I it think was the ruthless and yeah. the public uh, would be would be happy, but inside that camp, it'll just be wanting again. How do we get better? What are the learnings we can take from the test match? And you know, with them, expectation it's always yeah. it's always big for them. Well, you heard the skip. We're creating something special here, and Fozzie back tonight. So yeah, we're creating something special here in the in the mm. after match press conference. So they they really believe they're on to something, going to another level, and, yeah. and working towards that twenty twenty three, which will be the end goal. Ian Foster taking it to the next level. That's a lot. That's one thing that a lot of people didn't want to see, you know. Um, but he appears to be doing a pretty good job so far. Outstanding. I th- I th- he's definitely getting the be- best out of his, his group. But I think he's he's clearly they are clearly a happy team, which always to me says management are working really closely with the leaders. Yep. And there's a good, um, I suppose, there'll be good robust discussion. And then when they leave that room, they're all committed together. So there's no splinters mm. and, and they're all going. And I know, look, the All Black jersey provides a lot of that on its own, but they look extremely happy. They look so supportive of each other. The guys that aren't playing, you know, Sever Reese, <laughs> he was just so happy for, for the All Blacks, for the team performance, his teammates. You know, to me, that's when you know a team's humming and, and the coach and the management and, and the leadership group of have got something special brewing and, and they've said it themselves. Mm. Well, he was skipping around after the game, wasn't he? he looked oh, like it's awesome to see yeah. though, isn't it? Like rather than someone being, oh, I'd, I want to be out there. He wants to be out there, yeah. but like to come off and, and just be in awe of the performance he's just seen. Mm. I don't know, it's a credit to him as a person, but it's a credit to that group. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Do you guys watch a bit of the Northern Hemisphere stuff on the weekend? I did, I did. What did you make of the French? They look <coughs> like they're creating something special. Yeah, they, they're... They're sharp, they're, they're fast, they're, they're all out of attack. Um, uh, DuPont, the nine, yeah. he's got great support lines. Um, he's, he's, one thing I noticed with him, he makes great decisions of when to just go, pass, yeah. and then when to have a snipe. Um, but he's always there. Mm. He's always there or thereabouts. Um, Influences the, the game. Yeah. Um, then the other guy, Fiku, was the one that took my eye. Um, he's, you know, he's 26, so he's, he's a little bit older than, I think, DuPont's 20, and who's the first five? Um, Intermac. Intermac, yeah. So he's 21, mm. I think, or the other way around. Um, and he he's one of those players, like we spoke about Rico and, and players that can turn a game on its head. Yeah. Well, Fiku is that player, like, it, he chases kicks hard. So he does he does the hard work, but he's also got the finesse and, and the confidence and, and the, the skill set, but mm. like that flair or something you can't put you put words to you know but you just watch it and yeah. you're like holy heck he, he's yeah. he's got a hell of a game going they're going to be scary come 2023 yeah. if you think about the under 20s program that they've had as well they've been successful and so you know if you think around those players coming through we talk about the young guys well, these are through. the guys isn't it? exactly you know so we talk about us building something special i mm. think you know the french are going to be very dangerous and if you think about probably the last four or five years we probably haven't had that conversation around the french mm. you talk around the fl- and they, they look like a french team yeah. That, yeah, you know, it's just finding that consistency. Correct. So, you know, Intermark is 21 against Sexton on the weekend, and you know he he put on a clinic. Mm. Yeah. But he didn't just put on a clinic. His his kick options. We talk about you know balance of attack before. Yep. His balance of attack was on point. You know, he was smart enough to drop back in the pocket and play territory where he, when he saw wingers up after he'd done a chip kick and that led to mm. a try. He found kick space through attacking kicks. He found space for others with with his passing game. So. For 21 years of age, mm. you know, we're talking about Lolo Sio and, and, you know, and, and, and the growth that he's going to have. Well, this guy's been in and around the system for a bit and it's just showing how his game mm. is going from strength to strength because it was a good island team. Mm. Yeah. It, was, it, it, was, it was a helter-skelter game. The only thing that would be a concern for them probably is just the other side of the ball <laughs> is yeah. defence and yeah. making sure they stop points. Um, they've got some big boys that are doing a lot of work up front 
Um, I think LaRue, <coughs> who was one of the most um, dominant tacklers, I think he, had, uh, he was second in, in dominant tackle stats. So big boys are doing a lot of work. It just needs to be probably backed up with some one-on-ones out wide. Yeah. What about the English? I mean, they took the title. It was on a count back. Um, are the French in a position better than the English look going forward, do you think? Oh, for, for me, England's defence is what's winning in titles. So, mm. so it's not pretty, but their physicality in defence tires teams out. Yep. And, and, and they're just relentless when they don't have ball in hand. They'll, they'll get better ball in hand and, and as they make some changes in working. Um, but no, I don't, think, I don't think the French are there yet. Purely, look, England won, mm. but it's their defensive relentlessness and, and um, so I've got the top five defenders here Atoji first second was LaRue from France third Underhill or third equal third Underhill from England third equal Tom Curry from England and then James Ryan so in the top five defenders yeah. are three English players and that's what you win titles based on defence that's how they won the semi-final against yep. the All Blacks was through that brutal defence and that and these boys throw themselves into breakdowns like you just wouldn't believe and it just doesn't allow you attack it stagnates your attack it's no fast ball it's all slow ball so you've got to play you know you've got to play on the back foot or you've got to find you know other avenues to, to attack and, and that's why England are being so successful at the moment. Do you think Jip with that um, with their attacking our new style you obviously the, the style that Brad's brought in that kind of style there would have been one us at the World Cup. Uh, it, w- it wouldn't have. It wouldn't matter. We would have had to have matched the the physicality at the mm. breakdown. We we lost that. We lost that game at the breakdown mm. and, and and that dominance and defence. So I don't think I don't think that the style that they're running now would have drastically changed that because it wasn't about us. Mm. It was actually about what England did, mm. and and that's where we we've got to acknowledge in that one test. England were just physically dominant and, and you just can't play footy. It doesn't matter what attack plan you have. If you're on the back foot and you don't have fast ball, she's good night nurse. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's exciting. I think it's really exciting for example. Would you right. say then England is the best team in the world right now? Oh, I, I, to me, until South Africa plays again, they're, they're the best team in the world. South Africa? Yeah. Yep. They haven't played, but they, they deserve that. Yeah. That's the beauty of winning the World Cup. Mm. You deserve it. They've earned it. So yeah. until they play again, they can't be judged otherwise. Yeah, yeah. You're not one of those people who says they're the World Cup champions as opposed to the world champions, you know, because it can change by year in rugby quite quickly. Oh, it can. And, and look, I'm sure it will. Look, I still think even though uh, the All Blacks didn't win the World Cup, like, in terms of consistency, they are the best team in the world. Yep. Yeah. But Springboks won it. And, and, and they won it on the day. England came second. So those two teams have to be in the discussion for being the best out there and I don't think the All Blacks need the pressure of uh, are, they, are they the best, are they not they're just going about their business and, mm. they're, and, and they're not craving that just yet they're, they're going towards, as they themselves have said, they're going towards something special mm. It actually doesn't change anything because we expect them to win every single game exactly. somewhat may, so exactly. whether you've got that top ranking or not, that, that's kind of completely by the I mean, There's enough competition within the group you know, we've yeah. talked about it, you know, the internal drive for the players to be able to play to be in that, that 1-23 that's going to drive you no matter what. Again, those kind of accolades, all those competitions will come at a later date. But again, when you've got that competition in that team, well, that'll drive you. What do you think they'd take? Second in the world rankings for the next three years, but they win the World Cup? Yeah, 100%. Exactly. So the, the world rankings don't really matter. Mm. Yeah. Everyone wants the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. And it, uh, we saw that during the last cycle when I think the Welsh were world number one for a couple of yeah. days. And it was yeah. like, well, that's obviously a well, joke. You know? Yeah, and they're really struggling at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, really? they are. And you talk about defence. The Scottish defence was exceptional. Like they, they are working hard for each other as a group. They're, they're, they're creating something. They'll need to probably, the opposite of France, is learn to score more points. Yeah. But defensively, they, 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 were, they were really strong. When, you, when it goes into that bigger competition at the start of the year, the Nations Cup, when you had Georgia and all those teams, it's going to be a really interesting competition to see how that flushes out because they've, yeah. had, they've had a warm-up time. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got to play each other, and then not long afterwards, they get to do it again. Yeah. It's perfect. Backing it up. And, and the one thing, you know, like, Owen Farrell's already come out and said he wants to win it. Yeah. So it's, I mean, and, you know, we're talking about the French. And, and their consistency is what they need to grow and, and the critical nature of that. But don't think Ireland or Scotland or no. Wales are under pressure. But, you know, knowing Wayne Pivak, he'll, he'll be bringing out his best for, for that tournament. Mm. 
that there's a really important game this weekend that is an international rugby. It's possibly the most important game this week. <laughs> it's when Counties beats North Harbour <laughs> this weekend. Well, um, we'll put a bit on it, eh? Uh, eh? We'll put a bit on it. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if you watched the game on the weekend. Uh, it was the most painful six or seven minutes of overtime I've ever been through. Like, it was I got the really W though. tough going. Got the W. Got the dub. But, oh, I was like watching the, the women's final on the weekend, you know, and you're How waiting, good is that? waiting for Canterbury to it come wasn't good, in the last minute. Mate, it wasn't I wanted Waikato to win. Yeah. Yeah. Our mate James Simple's a coach, he mate. Was, he would have been gutted. Oh, I felt for did him. You, did you talk to him? Yeah, I did. I Talking sent him a message. No, nah, he was gutted. Like, But, you know, he, he said it'll, it'll make them better uh, yep. going forward. But, yeah, like they're devastated. And there were a few decisions that I'll agree with that were a bit dusty towards the end. But fair credit to, to Canterbury four in a row. They, they kind of deserved it. They fluffed two tries. Plus, They White, fluffed about four tries in the yeah, first yeah. half. Waikato threw away every piece of line-out ball they had for the first half. Like, <laughs> yeah. They had their opportunity. Both sides yeah. had their opportunities, but um, yeah, I, look, I'm biased. Like I wanted Sims to win. And yeah. Chelsea Alley, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't want Canterbury to win. That was pretty much the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. short of it. But So what are we putting on? If we, if we win... Ross, if North Harbour beats if North counties, Harbour beats counties, yeah. you have to wear a Harbour jersey. If we lose, I have yeah. to wear counties jersey. You have to wear and, and him. Okay, if uh, if we win, you have to wear my headgear. <laughs> <laughs> Harbour headgear. Yeah, that's, unwashed that is, <laughs> from last season. That is, uh, um, I'll, I'll <laughs> and I, and then hopefully uh, Ra can find me a, a big. Yeah. Karen Reed size counties jersey. A massive Karen Reed size counties jersey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll see if we can get you some retro. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bring your retro jersey in, eh? Yeah, yeah. Actually, my old man's got my retro jersey. No, it doesn't really. Actually, yeah. don't worry about it. We're going to win. You're going to win. No <laughs> yeah, pressure. So, yeah, thanks, mate. No pressure. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Uh, a jersey that I don't want to wear in the world is probably the North Harbour. What's wrong with us, mate? Oh, I just. What's, wrong, I've got, what's, got, what's your hatred with I've Ross, got mate? Bad memories from being a kid. In the early 90s, there was a lot of counties losing to Harbour. Yeah. And, and I had some friends who were Harbour supporters, yes. and it just oh. it used to irk me. I'll tell you the yeah, truth, yeah. it's going to be that much better, mate. We'll be yeah. featured on the weekend. <laughs> we'll you on the weekend. You've got to wear that jersey. And headgear. Yeah. Mate, the headgear is. When you win Dwayne Monkley, just <laughs> yeah. when you do the interview, make sure you acknowledge that Ross has got a are you, full Are you, you commentating us on the weekend? No, I'm not, uh, sorry. I've got Auckland again. <laughs> they don't. Who, who think they've got Tasman, eh? No, Auckland no, Northland. Auckland Northland. Who do Canterbury have? Canterbury have got Tasman. And then they've got Auckland to finish. Uh, Auckland to finish. Mm, that's a big close for them. That's a relegation for them. Well, it's very tight. There's a few teams that could get relegated. Yep. You know, just need to focus. <laughs> <laughs> just need to focus. But look, how, how good is it? Though? How good is it? You know, yeah. around the competition, around both sides, around how how um, tight is. You know, you look at. I think um, it's justifying the two divisions as well. Yeah, it is. I, I honestly do. I think like I, do, I used to like the idea of getting back to fourteen, mm. but I think it spices it up that promotion relegation and and the fear of going down and the Absolutely. joy of going up and. Uh, it's it's really really humming the Mitre Ten Cup this year. Yep. It is. It is. I I will enjoy Canterbury going down. I will really enjoy. Like I will that. as well. Yeah. Personally. <laughs> yeah. Well, we all know I will. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I'm just focused on my team, supporting them. Yeah. To to staying up potentially oh. a finals run. You know. Yeah. Do, do it, take it all, win this week and then take it all against the Bay following. It's going to be tough this week, but you could certainly beat the Bay the week after. Well, well though. From, from where we've come from, yeah. losing to Southland, you boys have done exceptionally well to fight your way back. Mm. Led by the two Bruns too, <laughs> and a great scrum. Yeah, outrageous. We actually play, mate, we play Northern Hemisphere Rugby in North Harbour. If you, there were pre, teams will preview us. We've got that much of a dominant scrum yeah. at the moment. Jeez, Sione Mafalea's having a... Hell of a year, man. Just around. Nick Mayhew was obviously injured on the weekend, but our boys are, yeah, given given the wee pat on the back, boys, keep it going, please. If you just like to get the kicking game wrong, get it to Nano Satoru as much as you no, can. No, tell you what, with we a really average kick chase. No. no, I think in the stats, and I don't know it exactly, but he's like meters run. He's five eighty nine, and then second is like three eighty. Mm. Like, why would you? Yeah, it'd be interesting why they didn't just, start him on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Ross? I, I have you no don't idea. Know? I, I. I I watched the start of the game. I hadn't seen the team before they went out in the field. I watched it. I was like, where the hell is he? Like, yeah. what's going on? Because he's looked so classy. Yeah, well, normally a player that, of that talent, if they're missing, mm. they've probably done something a little bit more. <laughs> 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 Didn't get on the bus in time. Yeah. Made sure the skip had to uh, miss yeah. the bus ride, maybe. 
You can read it. I didn't make the team that week either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, but I would like to talk about Canterbury for a second. What's going on? Do you guys know what's going on there? Oh, it look, seems they've, so strange. They've, they've got a young type five. You know, like they've got a lot of men that have sort of sat behind guys that have made all blacks. But, you know, like I use the Hawks Bay game as the prime example. They brought on a, a fresh young front row couple of locks and they went Hawks Bay went scrum penalty corner collapse more penalty corner again so they just don't have the basis of what they used to playing off and that's set piece yep. that's dominance at the breakdown and that speed of ball and mm. and and even the backs that are in, in the team that are crusaders they're used to you know not not mm. that back football so it's just a it's like all teams have to go through it like you can't you know, even the great Canterbury can't just keep producing like they, I'm sure mm. these young men will be great Cantab type five members in time. Mm. But you know, there's no surprise. I say it all the time. Numbers one to eight will win you footy. Numbers one to five will really win you footy. Mm. And when that's not humming as well as they'd like, yeah, then it, it does it does make you struggle. A I think bit. a big injury for them as well. I think Braden Enel not being there as well around that midfield. I think he might have been selected in the All Blacks, but yeah. for the last couple of years having him. In that back line with you know the likes of Drummo um, and then you know Manasa Mati yeah. is another big loss for them as well. George Bridge played a lot of and George Bridge as well. Um, you know, and again it comes back to that cattle. You know, insane. You know those boys that are in there now, young men. You know, where they've been in and around our environment. But again, it just takes it takes time. And unfortunately, um, at the moment, you know, it's just those that, that inexperience around. And you're talking around traditional Canterbury teams. You know, the tight five and the and the eight winning those games and if you talk around the temper that they always play at you know yeah that's where they play it because those boys are winning those moments you know i don't think i've ever really seen you know a canterbury uh, line out be so dysfunctional this well, year and, uh, and five meters out from the line going for a traditional canterbury driving more against otago and they throw a not straight correct. it's just so uncanterbury like yeah. so it's it's just a growth period and and they've got one of the best guys in there i believe to keep them positive and keep them focused on potentially staying up and that's Luke Romano. Correct. Yeah. Like his experience and what he's delivering actions wise is a follow me. He's he's performing. Mm. But he's got to bring, you know, another another seven men with him and 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 he'll be the best thing for them because he knows line outs and he knows, you know, scrums and breakdowns like the back of his hand. He's a great guy off the field. So they'll be better for it. And even if they do go down, they'll be back up in no time and then we'll be talking about this year and, and how you know that was the start of Canterbury going yeah. back on yeah another run no doubt yeah, we give Reuben Thorne some time we give him a couple of years to get this around oh yeah I just I don't think Canterbury aren't a union that will panic yeah they haven't had this much success that's not it's not their nature to panic and, and throw people under the bus they'll they'll work through a process as everyone always says but I think they'll be they'll be smart enough to understand that the cattle's a lot different to what yep. they're used to having there's a lot of footy to go as well. They're a proud, yeah. proud region. I know a lot of those guys, our boys down there as well, um, the Perth Crusaders, they'll be hungry as well. So, um, you know, it's not over yet. Uh, like, no, 100%. I, I, I keep saying that because it's like, not. I don't want to crow and get caught falling short with my own union. So yeah. we're, we're only one point ahead. Right. And, and it's, mm. it's, that's, yeah. although it might be more of a reality for a harbour, it means just as much to us to stay up yeah. as well. Yeah, um, to be honest, we're not even, yeah, again, with how this competition is any team can be anybody so we just know the counties even though we obviously laugh around yeah a little bit you know we know how they're coming for a great win on the weekend so you can't take anything for granted and you know for us we know it's gonna be a tough a tough encounter and again we're just trying to prep as best as we can because you know we have a bit of a bit of form at the moment but you know you're only as good as your last game and again it's coming this next week against Canis. This, this week, sorry. On that note, do you want to just reach back into that um, that locker there and grab that jersey? <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate. I just want to see what the colours are. There you go, mate. Oh, oh, just right. close it there, mate. Yeah, I just just close it there. The colours would be great with your complexion, both of you. Very similar colours. <laughs> yeah. <similar. laughs> well, tune in next week, guys, to the Aotearoa Rugby Pod, and you'll see these two guys wearing the beautiful red, <laughs> black, and white hoops. That's the show. <laughs>